Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Elemental Evan Show. Thank you all very much for tuning into this Wellness Wednesday episode. As you all already know, this is a full-length episode, uh, still pretty compact in general compared to some other episodes and other shows because I like to try to give you the maximum amount of information in a short amount of time. Uh, So that is what this show is all about, is providing you with some really valuable knowledge that's digestible and is applicable to your life. So you can apply it right after this episode and make some changes to your health and wellness right away. And today's episode is going to be no different. This is a topic that is something I've just recently started diving in on the research on. So it's still a relatively new topic for myself, although I have known about it for a while, the you know, specifics of it are still relatively new to me. So I'm happy to be sharing this with all of you finally. And that is the vagus nerve. So this is not vagus like Las Vegas, all right? No, this is vagus, V-A-G-U-S. And uh, it is a nerve that has also been called the wanderer nerve, uh, just due to the amount of wandering that it does in your body. So for example, it has a very extensive range and uh, of signals from the digestive system and organs to the brain and vice versa. And it extends from its origin in the brainstem through the neck and the thorax down to the abdomen. So as you can see, that is why it's called the wanderer nerve. And the vagus nerve represents the main component of the parasympathetic nervous system, which oversees a vast array of crucial body functions, such as controlling of your mood, immune response, digestion, and heart rate. It establishes one of the main connections between the brain and gastrointestinal tract and sends information about the state of of the inner organs to the brain. Uh, That is all coming from the article from the Frontiers in Psychiatry Journal. Uh, Much of what this podcast, uh, the information in this podcast is going to be coming from there. Uh, So I will try to be sure to link that in the show notes so you can also check that out and uh, read over that if you would like as well. So uh, as I stated, what's really cool about the vagus nerve, it is one of... It is one of the main components of the gut-brain axis, or sorry, not axis, axis, A-X-I-S. What's so amazing about that is this is really kind of new, at least to the public. Maybe the science realm has already been, you know, on top of this for a while because I've heard something like it's around 20 years where uh, it takes, it, or it takes 20 years from, you know, the the science and research to actually reach the population. So, Yeah. This could have been, well, I'm sure this has been well known for a while in the science realm, but in terms of the general public, this is definitely some really groundbreaking new stuff here. This gut-brain axis, axis, the fact that it uh, is able to communicate with each other, you know, and has this little like highway of communication. Uh, So that is really interesting for me specifically because I've dealt with gastrointestinal issues. And, uh, you know, I believe just like uh, this, the quote says, you know, like all disease begins in the gut. I really do agree with that. I think everything starts in our digestive system, in our uh, gastrointestinal tract. So, that's why I'm really, really excited about this. And I think there's a lot of uh, correlation between myself and this uh, the, and the vagus nerve and, and my issues that I've had. So 
Um, also, I want to apologize. I know there might be a bit of medical terminology in here, and I do try to make this as digestible as possible, but sometimes there's just no getting around it, but uh, it's not too bad, I don't think. So anyways, okay, so the vagus nerve connects, obviously, a bunch of your organs to your brain, essentially, and allows communication to happen, which is extremely important. So uh, some of the very important functions of the vagus nerve include providing the main parasympathetic supply to the heart and stimulating uh, a reduction in the heart rate. Uh, in the intestines, it regulates in the contraction of smooth muscles and glandular secretion. It also connects to other important organs such as the pancreas, liver, stomach, small intestine, and esophagus, where it has receptors and sensory endings in which it can receive information from these organs to send to the brain. Once again, this is, you know, pretty wild and really, really interesting. There is this, it's like a communication highway, being able to relay information from either the organs to the brain or vice versa. So it is also responsible for regulation of internal organ functions, such as digestion, which is a huge one, obviously, uh, heart rate, respiratory rate, and vasomotor activity, such as controlling the internal diameter of blood vessels, and certain reflex acts, actions, such as coughing, sneezing, swallowing, and vomiting. The vagus nerve is the main contributor of the parasympathetic nervous system. If you have already heard my other previous episodes on, I believe it was like dealing with your breath and stuff, uh, I do dive into the parasympathetic nervous system on there. So definitely uh, go back and check that out. Uh, if you have not heard that though, I will go ahead and kind of break some of it down in this episode. And uh, so for the sake of this episode, the autonomic nervous system is, you know, like think of it at the top here. So you have the autonomic nervous system and it can be broken down into three branches. The three branches of the autonomic nervous system include the enteric nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system, and the parasympathetic nervous system. For this episode, we're just going to focus on two. We're going to be focusing on the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. <laughs> It's such a tongue twister. Sorry. Um, okay. So the sympathetic nervous system, you can really just think of this as the gas pedal. I might even refer to it as the gas pedal in the rest of this episode, but the sympathetic nervous system is your get up and go, right? So it is activating. It is, you know, like the release of certain hormones, like the release of like things like cortisol, and really, you know, it's the thing that is like motivating, get you out of bed, get your mind working. It's a little bit stressing, but a good kind of stress, right? Uh, you need it when you need to respond to uh, maybe a car merging into your lane or, um, you know, thinking of a very complex problem, whatever it may be, this gas pedal state is what you would want to be activated. Then you have the other side of that, which is your parasympathetic, which can be thought of as your brake pedal. So this is going to be more relaxing. This is going to activate your um, digestion, your, uh, they literally call it the rest and digest state, right? Because it puts you into this state where you are much more calm. Maybe your heartbeat goes down a little bit. Uh, you don't have this release of cortisol. You are now getting into a state where you're more mellow and you're able to actually you know, digest your food and, and take it easy, right? Like there's no eminent threat in front of you, like a tiger trying to chase you or something like that. So you have these two kind of different parts of the autonomic nervous system. You have the gas pedal and the brake. Now, 
When we're talking with the vagus nerve, this is what's stimulating your parasympathetic nervous system. The reason this is important is because the sympathetic nervous system, the gas pedal, is activated all too often in our day and age, right? We have all these crazy things to worry about, like rent, um, you know, your job, maybe your boss is on, you know, getting on your case or, uh, the traffic that you have to sit in every single day and the, and the people cutting you off and, you know, all these different things where, uh, back in the day it would have been, you know, very straightforward, uh, things that would activate your sympathetic nervous system. Like for example, if you were to be attacked by an animal, like a bear, your sympathetic nervous system would kick in. You would go into this mode where you are ready to react and respond, whether that's fight or run. But when you have things that are not, you know, like a bear chasing you, but rather rent and you are constantly worried about it, even though there's nothing in front of you that's causing it, it is something that you were constantly worrying about. And so we stay in this low level of stress at, you know, very, very often. And over time, this takes its toll, right? It can be taxing on the adrenal glands that are releasing the cortisol, uh, you know, and then on top of that, we're probably drinking coffee, which is also going to stimulate more uh, release of cortisol and tax the adrenal glands. And just overall, it's going to create a stressful environment for your body, which is just not good for your health. So getting into the parasympathetic nervous system is important and it's something we need to be doing more of. And I will speak a little bit on how we can do so. But to kind of give you an idea of what happens when the parasympathetic as opposed to sympathetic state is uh, activated, when the brake pedal, parasympathetic state, is activated, you have dilation of blood vessels and bronchioli, uh, sorry, I'm probably saying this wrong, Bron bronchioles, I believe, bronchioli, uh, yeah, bronchioles, and stimulation of salivary glands when sympathetic uh, nervous system is activated, you have constriction of blood vessels, dilation of bronchioles, an increase in heart rate, and constriction of intestinal and urinary sphincters, right? So obviously, just by reading that, you can tell whoever is in that state, they're in a, a, a like a tight, uptight state, right? Like you are literally not able to use the restroom, your heart rate is increased, like you are just ready to react, so in the gastrointestinal tract, when you have your parasympathetic uh, nervous system activated, you have an increase in bowel motility, bowel motility and glandular secretion. In contrast, when the sympathetic nervous system is activated, you have reduction of intestinal activity and reduction of blood flow to the gut, allowing a higher flow to the heart and muscles when the individual faces existential stress. Pretty much what I had already explained, but a little bit more medical there, uh, more specific. So essentially what it's saying is when you are in your sympathetic nervous system, your body is prepared to react and respond to whatever might be right in front of you, um, which like I said, back in the day might have been a very threatening animal or warring tribe or whatever it might've been. Uh, but nowadays we don't really have that as often yet we still end up staying in our parasympathetic nervous system or sorry, our sympathetic nervous system too often. And it doesn't allow for our body to properly digest food. A really good way to think about this is if you have ever been in a fight or an argument with someone right as you're about to eat food, or even if the table next to you is having a wild argument and fight, 
it is very difficult to want to eat food right after that. If you actually sat right down after being in that argument and try to eat food, a lot of times you're just not in the mood anymore. Like you just don't feel like eating. And what has happened is your body is now in that sympathetic nervous system state and it does not want to eat and digest food. It is not in the proper state for it. So we need to make sure that we are in the proper state for digesting food when we're eating. You know, a lot of the times people have um, trouble digesting food properly, but it's probably because they are not in a relaxed enough state. Okay, sorry, <laughs> gonna move on a little bit now, uh, uh, but still gonna come back to this. And that is how to activate your vagus nerve or even parasympathetic nervous system uh, for health purposes. So. It's very important to note that aside from all these specific physiological functions that the vagus nerve does, we also need to note that the vagus nerve has been recognized to benefit your stress levels, your PTSD, depression, digestion, anxiety, and even sleep. It's a lot of really, really key important things here. So to start, you have the term vagal tone, V-A-G-A-L tone which essentially tells us how well the vagus nerve is functioning. High vagal tone is good and low is bad. It's measured indirectly by heart rate variability. So if you have high heart rate variability, that's good and low would be bad. By the way, HRV or heart rate variability is a measurement of the amount of time between heartbeats. Typically when you inhale, you have a slight increase in your heartbeat. And when you exhale, you have a slight decrease in your heartbeat. Now, if you want to stimulate the vagus nerve and parasympathetic nervous system and improve your vagal tone, you can do so in a few different ways. So once again, now we're getting, getting to how we can make the vagus nerve or vagal tone more healthy, which is in turn going to help with our parasympathetic state as well. So number one is going to be exercise. So high intensity exercise has been shown to improve vagal tone better than moderate or low intensity but nonetheless, any exercise is going to definitely be of, of benefit for your vagal tone. So definitely, definitely get out and exercise. Exercise and movement is medicine. Number two, breath work and breath control or pranayama, whatever the heck you want to call it, is very, very beneficial for the vagal tone. So I have been on the breathing game for a while now. Uh, obviously I learned it through my yoga practice. It was taught to me in my, uh, yogic, sorry, in my yoga teacher training in which we would do breath work every single day for at least an hour. And it was incredible. The benefits were very, very tangible. You could feel them right away. Uh, you know, it's not like something you would feel down the road, but literally right after doing the breath work, you can feel altered states. You can feel being relaxed or being activated, and for the purpose of this, obviously we want to focus, focus on the parasympathetic, which is more of a calming uh, type of breath. So we want to do types of slower breathing, like breathing in for five seconds and then exhaling for five seconds, or maybe doing an inhale of uh, five and then exhale to the count of eight. So kind of increasing the exhale to really stimulate the vagus nerve and the parasympathetic nervous system, which is going to uh, stimulate relaxation and decrease stress and anxiety. There is also a breath work uh, where you hum during your exhale. And this is also really good for the vagus nerve. 
And honestly, all of these breathworks that I've pretty much just mentioned are in my breathwork course. So I will have those linked if you want to go ahead and learn these five different breath, uh, breath works. Go ahead and check that out. Most of them are for, uh, you know, the parasympathetic state. So trying to get us into a calm state because I feel that we are obviously way too activated. There is a activating breathwork in there called the breath of fire. But nonetheless, the other ones are all for the parasympathetic nervous system. And if you want to check that out, that is in the show notes. And it is a awesome, awesome course. Really was happy to put that together. And I think there's a ton of benefit in it. So be sure to check that out. And also, along with breath work, we have meditation. So number three is going to be the meditation, which much like breath work is going to stimulate your vagus nerve through calming the mind, calming the body, becoming present. And also during meditation, a major part of it is connecting to your breath. Obviously, you know, following the breath, uh, becoming aware of it. This can also help to increase your vagal tone. And then we have number four, which is your diet. So pretty much anything that is good for the gut or brain is going to be good for the vagus nerve since it's obviously the connection of the two, right? So you want to focus on things like probiotics, prebiotics, postbiotics, uh, nutrient dense foods, such as, you know, very like whole foods, like fruits and vegetables and, um, healthy meats like grass fed beef and lamb and bison and things like that. Right. And on top of that, obviously you want to avoid the inflammatory foods such as fried foods, which is a huge one, huge, huge one. Uh, definitely avoid fried foods. You want to avoid bad oils, which typically are in the fried foods, right? Which are, canola oil, soybean, uh, corn, vegetable, all of those oils are terrible. Uh, grains can often be inflammatory causing as well. So we do want to be careful with those. And on top of that, a lot of grains are heavily sprayed with pesticides, which are also not good. Uh, definitely flour is a heavily sprayed one. So, uh, being careful with that sugar and heavily processed foods. Those are the foods that you definitely want to avoid. They are the ones that are causing inflammation and messing uh, with your vagal tone. Now, one more thing I want to throw in here, and I thought this was really cool that this was part of it, and that is cold water. So something that is, you know, everyone has a shower that can get pretty dang cold. Uh, so pretty much everyone has access to this. And it has been proven that cold showers or ice baths have been proven to improve your HRV. So heart rate variability. So this isn't just a trend or anything like that. You know, obviously you see a lot of people kind of getting into it, um, but there is some definite benefit to it. Uh, you know, along with increase, uh, improving your HRV, it also uh, helps with muscle recovery. And also what I think is kind of the most important portion of it is your mental fortitude or your mental strength being able to get into that cold water, doing something that you don't want to do, but you make yourself do it has a lot of benefit for the brain. So that is pretty much going to do it in terms for the vagus nerve. Um, I think this is a topic I will definitely be revisiting, going deeper on, uh, tying in other parts of it. And, you know, it's just really interesting to see this connection between the gut and the brain. Um, it makes me, like I said, it really does make me think of my childhood a lot when I would have this, you know, for example, I would get nervous or something like that. And my stomach would immediately start hurting. 
And it kind of is really making me reflect now on this vagal, uh, this vagus nerve connection between the gut and the brain, right? There, there's truly a connection there with the nervousness that might be happening up in my brain, but is being felt all throughout my body and specifically in my gut. Uh, just really was like an epiphany moment for me. And so I definitely am excited to dive more in on this and see kind of what connections might be there. But nonetheless, I think it's just very important that we understand that the vagus nerve is extremely important and trying to improve our vagal tone is going to be, you know, key and just something that we all should definitely be uh, trying to improve and work on. So literally most of the ways that I provided in which you can improve your vagal tone are free. Uh, they cost you nothing and you can do them at any time. You can hop in cold water. You can breathe any time of the day. I hope you're breathing any time of the, at all times of the day. Uh, you can meditate and you know, you can easily switch up your diet to, uh, accommodate, uh, these healthier foods and it doesn't have to cost you a ton of money, especially, you know, getting rid of a lot of the bad stuff, uh, costs you nothing. It just get it out of there. So anyways, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah, connect with me on any of the any of the platforms that I'm on, which mainly I'm on uh, on Instagram. So that's probably the best place to connect with me at. Aside from that, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're on, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, uh, YouTube, because I'm also on there. I put all the video formats on there. So if you want to see this uh, the show in a video in a video format, then go ahead and check out YouTube. And like I said, be sure to subscribe on all the platforms because that way you will make sure you do not miss any of the episodes and you can leave a review on the Apple podcast. I'd love to see that as well. Helps people to find the show. And last but not least, if you benefited from this show in any way from this episode, then please share it with someone who can also benefit from the show, helps to spread the word and also helps to benefit those around you. So Anyways, I hope you all really enjoyed today's episode. I absolutely loved it. I can't wait to do more research on the vagus nerve and just dive deeper. And yeah, that is going to do it for today's show. So anyways, I hope you guys can implement some of these practices into your lives today. And you already know the motto of the show. It's do everything with good intentions, connect to your elements. And I appreciate you all so very much. Much love to everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional. 